This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sky Blues Extra. Hello and welcome to the Sky Blues Extra podcast, which as always is kindly sponsored by Shortland Horn, Coventry's leading estate agents. I'm David Moore and I'll be guiding us through tonight's podcast and I'm absolutely pleased to say I'm joined by Ross. It's been a while, Ross. It's been a while, David. It's uh, great to be with you. Yeah, exactly. And also I'm joined pod debut for uh, Matt Trutwing. You may know Matt as the chap that does our amazing previews, but um, lovely to have you on, Matt. Good to be here. Thanks for thanks for getting me on. Brilliant. Um, well, we're obviously going to look back tonight at um, Friday night's emphatic win against Peterborough and also look ahead to Wednesday's trip against Luton and probably what's going to be our toughest test yet, a home game on TV against Fulham. Let's get straight into it, chaps. Um, a really incredible but but comfortable win at the CBS Arena on Friday night, Ross. Oh, it was fantastic uh, from start to finish. It's just what, what a time uh, to be a Sky Blues fan. I just thought it was absolutely a brilliant performance, brilliant atmosphere. Arguably, honestly, I don't think I've seen an atmosphere quite like it, you know, in the league game um, at that stadium. And it, it it was something to behold. It really was. It was the actually concourse was just the concourse, electric, wasn't it? Before the game, before the game, and then and then leaving the game. But it, even during during the game, I, I, do you know what? we we won well, and that was that's the key. You know, with the, in our previous championship era, we we seemed to win games, and we sort of just sort of scrape a win here and there, and there was never that sort of feel good factor. We won well, and I felt the goals were coming. You know, and. It was it was genuinely fantastic. It, it was I left with a massive smile on my face. So yeah, it was buzzing. Yeah, and Ross, were you happy with the way Robin set up? I think we probably all expected that he was going to have the same team that played against Cardiff, obviously bar the forced absentee of of Dabo. Uh, exactly, and obviously you know he made a couple of changes in the against uh, Millwall on the previous weekend. Uh, the only doubt to my mind was whether Clark Salter was going to be back because obviously he was taken off with. 
concussion protocols. And yeah. Mark Robbins was quite coy about that on his Thursday press conference this week. But I actually, when Mark Robbins is coy like that, I think I thought suddenly there is a good chance he's going to be back. And then the two changes were expected. Allen to come back in. And of course, uh, Martin Waghorn to come back in for, for Matty Godden. So the lineup was exactly what I thought. I was, you know, a little bit surprised to see Johnson Clark Harris's name on Peterborough's team sheet. Um, as, it, as was everyone. Yeah. As was everyone. It was, uh, I mean, it was funny because I, the guy who I have a season ticket with, we, we joked saying, oh, you know, what would you do if you see Clark, <laughs> Clark Harris's name on P- Peterborough's Twitter thing? And then we looked and there it was. I couldn't believe it. It was like, um, so no, no surprises in terms of our, our, our squad. I mean, the, the depth and the strength is just, it, it, the, there's so many players that just pick themselves at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, we've got no Andy tonight, of course, and he usually does the match stats from the games for us. So I'll I'll run through these, but we had 45% possession, uh, 16 shots versus their eight. Seven of those shots were on target versus just two from Peterborough. And 386 passes completed versus 499. 10 interceptions versus 11, 14 tackles won. They won 15 and we won seven aerial duels uh, versus their 10. I think the shots on target was obviously the telling aspect there, Matt. And, um, you know, we started really, really quickly. Uh, We have done in all of our home fixtures, haven't we? Did you feel we didn't quite have the same intensity, though, this game? I think we're at that point now where it is kind of, we're really having to, to... To struggle to find where there might be, you know, faults in the team, but maybe yeah. you know, early on in the in the game, we were. <clears throat> I'd probably liken it a little bit to the Forest game, in terms of the fact of we looked a little bit nervous in the kind of the opening, maybe sixty minutes of the Forest game, you know, which is understandable, I guess, first game of the season, and you're back in Coventry yeah. for the first time in a, in a long time as well. And I think maybe now, <laughs> what is going to be a, a thing to to kind of watch for is is as that expectancy grows and I think there is a little bit of that in my mind as well you know when we're kind of going through another home victory and and kind of we're keeping this run going that expectancy is going to build and and obviously the league we can already see start to to sit up and take notice and maybe a little bit at the start of the game we kind of saw the effects of that because we have started with such uh, as you say intensity intensity uh, throughout the season so far but really kind of picking up on what Ross said, there was always that confidence in me that we were going to get the goals. Yeah, I agree. I, I kind of always felt they were going to struggle, you know, having done the preview for the Birmingham game, they they got a goal early and that really helped them to that 3-0 victory. I think that was kind of a bit of a, a false result in an expect, in a kind of a certain respect because of that. And uh, yeah. I, I just always thought they were going to struggle to break through. I think you made a really good point there about sort of trying to pick holes aren't we in the team when really it's they've just been absolutely incredible start to the season I think one thing I would say there is we talked about already about how exciting it was and what the concourse was like obviously we're attracting a few people that perhaps haven't quite made it up to the CBS just yet do you think with that because of what you see on Twitter and what you see on the videos um, and we've obviously started really fast and we've been scoring goals. Do you think that also adds to it? You know, you've got a crowd now that are perhaps expecting to see goals flying in and amazing performances. And it, it, we are still coming up against championship opposition every week and, and it's going to be tough, isn't it, Matt? I think we have to kind of keep that in the back of our minds as well. You know, we are still only in our second season at this level. Yeah. And, and every week, you know, we, we kind of Peterborough is probably one of those games home game against Peterborough where you're you're coming in having won all of your previous home games 
the expectancy is going to be huge there. You know, they're, they're kind of a team that's expected to struggle this season. And um, and we're obviously kind of, they haven't won away from home. We've won every game at, at the CBS. So yeah. expectation is there. And I think you're 100% right. We are going to have fans who, you know, with one of a better way of putting it, you know, they're there because of the fact of, of us winning these games and, yeah. and the start that we've had to the season. So if that starts to drop off, you know, whereas maybe some of us are a bit more used to it and, and kind of have that history, you know, some of the people maybe uh, might not react in the right way. Yeah, exactly. But they were treated to a, an amazing performance and kicking off Ross, Todd Kane, he, he was getting a lot of the ball, wasn't he, down that right-hand side um, and he flashed one across the box. What did you make of him in the early exchanges? I thought he had a really good game. I, I thought him and, and, and Martin, again, they were just in acres of space and he was he was really positive, you know, and, and and just touching on the atmosphere point, there was a couple of times in the first half he, you know, he, he lost the ball, he tried to get past his man, he, he lost it, or he, you know, he did a, you know, he, he sort of got caught in two minds with his cross shoot, and he sort of slashed a shot wide, and but the difference is that I feel like there was no sort of like instantly jumping on the back of players, you know, when they made a mistake. It, yeah. it, the vibe just feels so different to me. There was nineteen thousand commentary fans there, and uh, you know, there's there's been a, there's been games we would have all been to in League One and, and, and lower, where there's been 10,000. And the moment someone does a bad pass, you can, it's just toxic straight away. I just feel there's a total sort of, there's, there's so much sort of tolerance there because they can see that everyone's giving everything. And that's from the top down sort of thing. So, and Todd Kane was a prime example of that because I, I thought he had a really good game. And, you know, it's big shoes to fill. You know, Dabo's been fantastic this season. So to come in, and I thought he was really, like you say, he had a lot of space down the right. He actually flashed a couple of really good crosses in the box, and unfortunately there was no one there to sort of get on the end of them um, in the first half. But I thought he's good, and it, it just shows, again, what a sort of shrewd little signing that is to have someone who can come in and... Yeah, he's very solid it. backup, isn't he? Now he's it's Incredibly very tried backup. and tested. You think if what you know if Dabo would have gone off injured last year, you perhaps would have had um, Josh Eccles that we've already played at, at right back, and yeah, and uh, to Costa, and with you know without you know taking anything away from from especially Eccles, who's a, a young lad, he, he wouldn't have been bombing on and probably delivering final balls like what Todd Kane uh, you know showed and and did show throughout the game. Absolutely, absolutely, and. He's got that championship experience. What I love about him also, he, I love his like attitude. You know what I mean? I love the way he's like pumping. Do you know what I mean? The fans, and he instantly seems to have embedded into this unbelievable team spirit that that we we can just so clearly see in front of our eyes. You know, and you hear about it that the players and the players we've had on our podcast have said it over the last few seasons with Mark, what Mark Robbins has built. But you can see it on the pitch and Todd Kane as a the latest signing coming in, and he's there pumping. You know, getting everyone going and. It's just great to see. Yeah, I thought he had a really, really good game. And as, you know, as we all know, he, he got an unbelievable assist uh, in the second half. Yeah, we, we had a free kick on the half hour, Mark, Matt, and, and you could kind of see see that City were getting on top at that point. What did you make of, of that and, and, and also Gus's effort? Yeah, I think from the half hour point onwards, you could kind of, you could sense the way the game was going to go, to be honest, and, and kind of going back to what we said before, that confidence in... The fact the goal was going to come at some point, you know, there was never really any doubt in my mind. And that's a really rare, rare thought being a Coventry fan. You know, this this season it feels there is no no question it's going to come. And um with with the free kick, I think Amy's got so much technical ability. And sometimes you kind of if there is something you, you'd say about Amy, you kind of look at certain situations, you do think, get the shot in, you know, just yeah. get that shot in at pace, really work the keeper. And it was one, you know, we're talking 
within a yard of the penalty area, really nicely set up. You're thinking this is one you could just absolutely lash down the, even if it's down the throat of the keeper, if it kind of, mm. you know, takes a slight flick off the wall or if yeah, it's, it's hard to float of, him in from that sort of distance, isn't it? And it seems to be all the free yeah. kicks he's had so far this season has been a little bit of um, expectancy, I guess. And they've all been really close, haven't they, to the sort of, to the penalty box. Um, I think that's the thing. He backs himself and, and rightly so, you know, he, even to be able to get that ball up and over and kind of down from yeah. where he was it in itself was, you know, fantastic technique. And it just unfortunately was, you know, that one just the other side of the post. So I can understand why he backs himself technically because he is a, he has a fantastic player, but sometimes you do just, if there was one thing you'd say, it's, you know, maybe every time you, you don't have to go for that top corner, you know, let's, let's test the keeper. You know, I don't, even though okay. we, yeah. we looked, we looked confident at that point, we were going into the game. We hadn't tested the keeper massively by that point you're thinking you know great opportunity to to test the keeper and um yeah maybe maybe see what what uh, would have come of it how yeah, about martin waghorn you know he, he's a proven free kick he scored mm. a well, lot he was more sort of stood kicks. over it wasn't he but he's, yeah he's been stood over every one and i remember i had a friend who's in the cardiff end and he said if waghorn takes this he scored goals against cardiff in the previous seasons free kicks top corner goal and he's not taken one and i, I just yeah and i've seen that that free kick position we had one against middlesbrough Hamer, he got it on target, keeper, but it was sort of straight down him, tipped it over. He had one against Cardiff, literally the same position, hit it straight yeah. to the wall. And then that one, same position again, over the bar. And Waghorn has scored a hell of a lot more free kicks. You know, it just he, felt a bit more over Hamer's side, but I do agree with you. Waghorn is is queuing up, isn't he? And he's, he's seriously going to be uh, putting his name forward, I think. I mean, yeah, that, that's, a good, that's the thing. And I mean, Hamer, I mean, I, I totally agree. I think he's got the technical ability to do it. But I mean, you know, because Martin Waghorn, He's, you know, taken free kicks, you know, at Derby and everywhere else yeah. and scored them. You sort of think, you know, he's going to be chomping at the bit to, to, to take one, isn't it? So. Yeah, exactly. Well, it it ended all square at um, half time, and it was um, it was a, I think it was a bit frustrating that, that the Sky Blues couldn't couldn't obviously convert and and go in um, at half time leading. But on fifty two minutes, Matt, we we had a free kick and Gus chipped it in. Hyam has it back, um, and Vic's attempt was blocked on the line. Do you think he could have done better with this one, Jokeres? Or um, I mean, a lot of Peterborough players blocking it, wasn't there? I think. You know, and, and at the moment, obviously, Vic's kind of the standout for us in terms of kind of getting the goals and taking his chances. What I would say about it, you you kind of looking at your your striker who's got at that point would have been five goals already. You know, you're thinking this is your 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 main guy you'd want in that position with the ball kind of five six yards out from goal. Um, you expect to see the the net ball, so kind of maybe there is that expectation because of the position he was in. If, if I was to kind of defend him with that one because of where he was. The header from Hyam, it comes at him at a really poor angle. I think it just he catches it or it gets to him right on the kind of the upturn of the bounce. Yeah. You know, it's a downward header. And as it gets to him, it's kind of at its highest point coming, coming back up. So if I was to to maybe try and defend him a bit, it's it's to say, you know, he had to work to get his his foot over the Shot ball. Away, and yeah. Would have been quite easy to see that one kind of skied over the bar if he'd just been throwing a footed it. I think he had to kind of work to, to get his foot over and, and obviously that takes a little bit of the opportunity to to kind of place it uh, away from him. So and maybe, you know, obviously really unfortunate as you say that the, the piece of back line was was there on the line to, to kind of make the block. So yeah, I mean you know it's definitely a great chance and, and it's one that that certainly could have gone in the back of the net. But um yeah just think with that bounce uh, we can we can let him off on that one I think. 
yeah fair <laughs> enough and um we we obviously we finally you know broke through and um we're really on the front foot ross uh this time it was alan that strove forward really good counter-attack and play out to mateson um and he fizzed it across didn't he waghorn shot was blocked but it rolled out to hamer who who calmly finished what did you make of this goal ross it was brilliant it's been the sort of football we've, we've seen all season like just quick energy committing people forward yeah the wing backs both central midfielders and it all started with the entire stadium of uh, all 19,000 commentary fans singing if you love city stand up and where everyone stood up and then peter had a corner and i just thought it was you couldn't it, goosebumps. It, it was like we were all <laughs> it also gave me goosebumps i was just like this is it was nil nil and we could just feel i was thinking how many times have I see, sat in the away end of other grounds or even you know, at the Rico at the time when I used to have my season ticket in a different spot and I used to look at that far end and you could just tell you know, the other team, they're going to score sort of thing. But I felt, it, I, I felt it for us and everyone was just singing, you know, if you love City, stand up. They had a corner, we cleared it and then we just just flew, flew out. And like you say, Matson. I mean, we had had so many chances beforehand. I mean... And then it was it was incredibly calm finish from Hamer, so it was totally fully uh, fully deserved. Um, and we just upped it a notch, didn't we? Like I, I thought we we just put it up another gear in that second half, and yeah. and and, and Peterborough couldn't cope. And I just I thought it was just quality again. I just loved the way we just fluid. I mean, it was almost it was like one or two percent off in the first half, whether it was like yeah. a slightly heavy touch or a slightly. And over- I thought they had a lot of joy in the middle of the park as well. Yeah. I thought they moved it quite well, and we didn't quite get close enough to them. Uh, I think and, for and the first no, 40, 35, 40 minutes. You, you are right. You are right. But also, to be fair, just a quick shout: we 100 percent should have had a penalty in the first half. Yeah, Matson yeah. was. I've seen it back. Absolutely stone wall right in it front is, of me. I yeah. couldn't believe it. Could yeah. not believe. I my think eyes. with with the others weren't as much. I think I couldn't. I you know you haven't. No been able to see a replay of those but I don't think the the others were as much and I think that's probably played on the ref's mind that has been a couple now maybe um but I I agree with you and and like Matt said there yeah it it is it was um a stonewall penalty that kicked off uh, an absolute mental five minutes though for the city and we got a second um through the inform Jokeres many players involved Waghorn a brilliant knockdown um really really great Hamer's vision with the header Kane's cross pinpoint and uh, a real striker's finish from the Super Swede. It's a great team goal, Matt. Yeah, and it started with, um, I think, O'Hare as well, kind of pinged the ball from one end of the pitch to the other and yeah. kind of follows up on what Ross said as well. You know, the I think the cohesion, the, the speed we play at, it's something that I really, I, I struggle to, to kind of think back to a time having Cedars play with that level of speed and actually, you know, it's not just about playing with speed as well. It's actually kind of making that count and, and holding onto the ball and making the kind of the passes count as well. And, you know, we, we absolutely kind of tore them apart with that movement. It's absolutely fantastic. Everybody seemed to have that cohesion of knowing where their teammate was going to be. Yeah. Uh, Hamer's header through, you know, he's kind of almost uh, in a way incited, but just almost pretty much knew that's where Kane was going to be. And obviously, you know, we've we've said everything we can in terms of the ball from Kane. It's it's absolutely unplayable, and that's I think pretty much the definition of putting it on a plate for your teammate. And that, yeah. just picking up on what Ross said before as well, in terms of the reaction to that goal. You know, again, I think it shows the cohesion of the team with Kane. Obviously, he's come into us, and, and there were kind of question marks around him as a as a character, and maybe things didn't go so well with him, at, kind of at QPR. And he obviously yeah. undoubtedly has that championship quality, but maybe the question marks were about him as a 
as a person, but you could see, you know, everybody ran straight over to, towards him to, to celebrate the goal. You know, he he absolutely lost his mind in terms yeah, of his reaction to the to the ball yeah. going in and, and yeah. kind of you know. Which is great to see, well. isn't it? Because he's he's he has took this chance. He's not, you know, he's not made any serious serious errors, has he? Um, he's there's nothing that's been you know, fruit down that side. And I think, you know, he he has been really, really good backup for, for, for Dabo. And um, like you said, I know it's probably more personal. I think he had quite a big opinion himself, probably thought mm. he should have been playing. I think that's where there was words at QPR, but he's, he's got that pace, hasn't he, to get up the, uh, the line. And that's what we need because we do counter so quickly. And I think if you had perhaps a bit more of a laggy, right wing back you'd be sort of be stunting that style of play so he does suit us doesn't he I think perfectly and he also gives you that confidence in a defensive position you know at the very worst we've maybe had five ten minute pockets where you've kind of you thought he's feeling his way into the game but you know he has come in very late in the transfer window and um in in the main, like you say, there's not really been anything major that you could put down to him from a defensive point of view and he has got that experience so they're absolutely confident with him in terms of a defensive point of view, but certainly has that pace. And, you know, not just for the goal we saw, as, as Ross mentioned earlier, a couple of examples of fantastic balls that he put in. And um, it is one of those, you know, I think possibly we were all a little bit concerned when when Dabo did what he did and, and he had that three-game kind of ban coming up. But, you yeah. know, it's it's not something really that uh, is, a, is a particular concern Do you concern think Dabo walked straight back in, Matt, after... Um, Kane's last two appearances I mean one thing I would say is that this isn't taking anything away from Dabo but people were screaming at Kane to shoot and then when he sort of didn't shoot first time on on Friday Mm -hmm. night there was a few jeers wasn't there a little bit of noise from from the crowd but Dabo's not particularly that in that position either you wouldn't probably Mm -hmm. imagine Dabo taking a a shot on do you do you think Dabo walked straight back in or I think a lot will depend on the Luton game to be honest with you I think Mm it's possibly another opportunity for for Kane to kind of really show look you can't you can't drop me at the minute let's and yeah. kind of let's see what happens in that in that looting game i think if i was to say today yes i probably think Dabo will will come back in um, yeah. but having said that if if the looting game you know um Kane does does something similar to what he did on on friday night i think it's going to be a struggle and i think mark robbins does put a lot into kind of fluidity and and kind of keeping momentum going so it's you know if he if he does that on on Wednesday night, then he's going to be a difficult man to, to leave out. And from the goal, just another three minutes later and, and the Sky Blues drove forward again. It was Waghorn picking picking up a wayward ball, actually, from, from Peterborough, a misplaced pass. And it was Jokerez who grabbed his second and, and Coventry's third, Ross. Not the first time we've said it this season, but I thought the chance had gone. No, yeah, me too. But I, I think that's uh, a testament to not only the team, but but Jokerez as a player. Um Sometimes when you think you think almost the us having an attack is gone, but he just keeps the ball. He's relentless in, in what he does, and he twisted and turned and and got a shot away, and and that's the crucial thing. And it, it you know it took a fortunate loop over the goal and went in. But but again, take away the, the actual sort of uh, deflection over the keeper, but the, the build up, you know, they, they Peter made a mistake yeah. in the middle of the park, we but we were so quick. I mean, I yeah. actually thought Waghorn should have played O'Hare. Yes. He was on yeah. the left and I was begging for O'Hare to get goals. Yeah. I actually thought he looked really lively again. And yeah. He looked really up for it, but he chose to go to Jokerez and hey, I mean, when, when you're in a purple patch, that happened, you know, and... Uh, well, that's it. It, it does it, fall for you when you're that high on confidence and he, he really is oozing with confidence, is he, at the moment? Oh, he, I mean, he's... He, 
it's it's almost like he and what's great is when you see a striker with confidence he doesn't it's like he doesn't have to try too hard i mean he does try incredibly hard don't get me wrong but he's like with his he just i don't know everything is just sort of going for him but he, he's making his own look it gives you, know, you the ability work. to try stuff doesn't it as well because you know that just everything's turning to gold it gives well, you whereas players when they're playing under pressure and they're not scoring they they probably overthink things oh, yeah, probably things. a prime example in terms yeah. of the goal scoring you know he yeah. he's desperate to get a goal he had a great chance in the first half then he went Kane yeah. put that ball across the six yard and yeah. that, a goal will come for him but that you're almost looking at two chalk and cheese players in terms of one everything he hits turns to goals and then someone else who he almost is it's just not quite going in for him yet, but but that will change. And they'll both. And I suppose change. the same for Waghorn because you know it, it was his shot that was blocked that that went to to Hamer, yep. I think, and he had another. You know, he had another chance, and he's probably only a few sort of either side of that player, and it and it's probably going in, I suppose. Um, exactly, and when when and when and I'm confident that when Vic's goals just dry up a little bit, then they'll fall. Waghorn will be there. You've got O'Hare there. You've got Matty Godden off the bench. Tyler Walker. These other players. So no, it was a great goal, and that seven minutes absolutely destroyed Peterborough. Well, and I just thought it, the stadium it? was yeah. absolutely like rocking quality. Late on, uh, Simon Moore made a uh, great save. Actually, a really neat stop from a one one on one mat. And um, we need to keep clean sheets, didn't we? And he, and he kept another one. Yeah, I think it's one of those things, you know. Players, everybody kind of wants to to feel like they've had their impact on a, on a win. They've done their bit, and obviously at that stage, I, I think we're all fairly comfortable in the fact of even if they had a scored that goal, we would have gone on to pick up the three points. But you you will see kind of reactions from keepers in games where they're four or five goals up, and they can see late on, and they're you know absolutely fuming. And I think the whole of the back line would have been uh, very keen for him to to make that save because. You know, it's a big thing, obviously, on on the defenders, on the keeper, keeping those clean sheets. So it builds up the reputation as well. You know, the visiting teams come into to the CBS. Yeah, kind of. It's not just a case of the fact of we're we're hundred percent record in terms of results. You know, you've got to really create some chance to to score against us. And even then, as as we saw with with that effort one on one, you know, you can you can create some great chances. You're still not guaranteed to score. I think Simon Moore has been well, obviously, he's been absolutely fantastic, and it's almost. At the point now, we'd we pretty much expect him to to make saves in that situation, which is quite quite uh, harsh on him almost in a respect, but it's also a great reflection on what he's brought to the team. Yeah, exactly. So Ross, uh, sum up this performance for us. Vic top joint well joint top goal scorer, I think, um, and a six point gap now between seventh place. Is it time to get excited? Um, yes, of course it is. Yeah, no, I mean I, I'm. I'm buzzing. Everyone should be. I mean, if we can't be excited now, then when can we? Because it's not like look, we we've had we've had you know back to the old sort of championship era. Say there was you know the like one season where we sort of were top after like four games. We're nine games in. We're third. We deserve to be there. We've won six games. We've only we've got the joint best defence. Only conceded six goals. But the way we're playing, we're winning well. We're taking the games to the opposition. This was no different. And this was a banana skin, if you've ever seen one. This is a Coventry City defeat in any other season. You know, a team who have been yeah. shambolic away from home, literally crumble at the first sign of gunfire. And then a team who have been backed by their biggest home crowd of the season, you know, thinking, oh, this is probably the, on paper, easiest home game, a newly promoted team. It's got all the makings for a, a, a 1-0 Clark Harris, you know, penalty sort of thing. But it didn't happen. And they didn't have a sniff. And we were absolutely fantastic. And... Hey, everyone needs to get up there um, 
uh, next Saturday uh, for Fulham. I mean, it's a huge, huge game, but this performance was gives everyone confidence. And I, I love how we just don't get talked about. And it was the same in the League One winning season. People talk yeah. about everyone else but us. And I'm happy like that because we, I'm seeing, we're seeing what's in front of us. And we've seen enough of Coventry City to know when we're seeing something which is actually good and when we're just getting by. And we're playing really, really well at the moment. And it's just a joy to behold. So long may it continue. Yeah, exactly. Well, some cracking individual performances by everyone in the Sky Blue shirt, I think, in that game. But let's get your favourites. Matt, let's get your man of the match for the Peterborough game. It feels like the obvious answer. I probably would go for Coquez. Um, Just for the fact, I think there were a few players who really kind of stood out for pockets of the game. Todd Kane, especially for me late on. Aimer was probably, you know, one of his better games this season as well. Obviously, you know, the defence keeping a clean sheet and Moore wasn't called on too much, but when he was, did what he needed to do. But the expectation is there on, on Gokerez now, you know, having scored um, for well, three games beforehand and, and kind of he's the guy that we are looking at to, to get goals. And, and you know, if he delivers with two goals in a game, I think you, you really have to, to take your hat off to him. And yeah, for me, that would that would just tip in his balance. Yeah, fair enough. He, he got a. We know we all love a Hugh scored rating. Andy does, and in homage to him not being on the pod tonight, a rating of nine point nine four for Jokeres's performance against Peterborough, which is almost unheard of. I don't think you you know you rarely see do you such a a high rating from a player. So Ross, do you have it any different? I do actually. I'll give you a clue. Um, he's Brazilian. He only cost a million. And we think he's really, really good. Uh, I thought Gustavo Hamer was... I Genuinely, I thought he... Look, Victor, don't get me wrong, right up there. I just thought there was things Hamer did. And I was like, this guy, he was... He, there was like a moment in the first half on the second half, he just pinged these ridiculous balls. To Mason, wasn't it? Mason to, uh, and then the next minute, he'd get it back and ping it over to Todd Kane. That was some unbelievable, that. And that was, And then that the header, like you say, that header was unbelievable, which led to the second goal. He scored the first goal. I just thought him and Alan, Alan big shout out to Alan again. Um, but in that midfield, he was just, I thought he was sublime. And um, yeah, he, he looks like, I was critical of him in the second half of last season on the, on the lives we did, um, whether it was like speculation in January or whatever it was, went to his head or whatever. But in front of the fans, and almost seeing how big, you know, we are as a club, which, you know, when he was playing in St. Andrews in front of no one, he might not have known. But I think yeah. the song he's got, the support he's seeing, I don't know, I think he's just gone up another level, you know. And I, so I'd give man of the match to uh, Gustavo Hamer. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. The Sky Blues will travel to Luton on Wednesday night, a side we have played 76 times. 37 of those we've won, 23 Luton and 16 draws. So a pretty good record, lads. But we drew, um, I can't remember what we did last season. We got beat, didn't we? And uh, drew. So how are you feeling about this one, Matt, especially after Friday? It's a tricky game. I think they've been a really difficult team to kind of predict so far this season. They've had a couple of big wins in there. They actually beat Peterborough. 3-0 themselves on opening day, um, but they also lost 5-0 to, to Birmingham. And, you know, coming into the game, I think they've drawn four of the last five. Obviously, the fifth was uh, the loss to Bournemouth, which isn't in itself a, a terrible result. But that also includes the, you know, the the, the Swansea game, which was uh, obviously a, a pretty crazy game in, in itself. So they're a really tricky team to, to call. Like I say, last season, 
really frustrating game away at Kenilworth Road. I think we had a couple of really good chances behind me. I remember kind of uh, could have, could have given us the lead before we uh, conceded that penalty and, and a couple of really poor goals. So yeah. we owe them. I think we owe them one. Um, I so do it's really think to go, them, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's what kind of probably the most old-fashioned stadium that you're going to get. Obviously, kind of that old cliche about fans being right on the, the players and yeah. um, changing on of, the coach on the way there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So not an easy place to go to. I, I Genuinely at the moment, I can't, you know, if we're talking maybe some of the top six, then yes, it might be a little bit of a different story. But at the minute, I can't see us not going there and picking something up. You know, there's always that possibility. And we talked about respecting teams yeah. in the championship and, and everything else. But, you know, at the minute, the way we are playing, it isn't just a, um, it doesn't feel like a flash in the pan. It does feel like a kind of a, a bit of a culture change in terms of the, the way we're playing. And I, I think they're going to really struggle against us. They've got a couple of people that we'll need to look out for. Henry Lansbury is obviously a big name coming in there. And we all know the history with Luke Berry, who's had a, a decent start to the season for them as well. But um, yeah, I, I see us getting something for sure. Yeah, exactly. Ross, Matt's covered a hell of a lot there, hasn't he? But um, yeah, what do we know about Luton this term and, and and what can we expect to see from them and, and who else can we perhaps watch out for, I guess? Well, yeah, no, yeah, Matt, Matt covered a lot there. Uh, but what, Luton are a team who um, their results, they're, they're, they've played better than the results suggest. Um, they've drawn, as Matt said, so they've not won for six games, uh, four of those being draws, four in a row prior to the defeat of Bournemouth. Yeah. But in all those draws, their XG was better than the opposition. So in the, and it actually was in the 5-0 defeat to Birmingham. They, they actually had wow. the chances. It, it was a very similar. It was a, it was 2.22 to 2.86. So Birmingham edged it, but it wasn't I'll put you on the spot. Have they scored many goals this season? So this season, uh, Loon have scored a quick math, six, uh, seven, eight, nine, uh, 12. Yeah, they've scored t- uh, 13 goals, conceded 16. Um, but they're a dangerous team. And, and you read, uh, from even from the weekend, that they had some big chances um, and they didn't take them. Uh, Bournemouth started well and got a couple of goals. They lined up in a 4-3-3. Adebayo, he's uh, got three goals this season. Uh, so has uh, Luke Berry, that Matt mentioned. Um, and Cornick's got a couple. So they've spread, and they've spread goals around the teams as well, but they've created chances. So my, it's not a game that I look at at all. And like you said, Dave, I don't know what it is about Luton away. I, I think of Luton away, and I just think sort of dark, <laughs> dingy. And yeah, I do. I really do. I, I, do, I don't know what it is. There's some ground that even if that team are doing well, I go, yeah, yeah, I fancy it. I fancy we can go there. Luton, yeah. the opposite. I don't know what it is about them. I, I always, I sort of go, oh, I think if we can get a, anything from Wednesday, I, I'm, I'm, I'm buzzing sort of thing. Luton, like, uh, like Matt said, they, they, they got up to a good start. They can score goals at home, and they haven't probably, they haven't scored as many as, as the XG suggests they should have in, in a lot of their draws to Sheffield United, mm. Swansea. Obviously, they're three 0 up, and then a goalkeeper howler. Um, you know, let Swansea back in, into the game, but that should have been obviously a win for them. Uh, so that they've got threats, and we need to be on our game uh, certainly um, because I don't know what it is. Yeah, Luton away, tricky. You know, Nathan Jones, he gets his team playing in a certain way, and I don't know. Last season was was almost a prime example. I think we'll get chances against them, and it's a case of who takes their chances. Fair enough. And um, I think there's more than enough information there for Mark Robbins and his backroom staff to, to, to understand what's going on Can down at Luton this season. Um, but in terms of Mark Robbins, how do you expect him to approach this game, Matt? I can't see him changing too much, to be honest with you. You know, if there's, if there's a possible 
Ayrie may change. Obviously, we saw Liam Kelly come back into the to the team for uh, half an hour or so on Friday night. And obviously, he's been an influential player for us over the last uh, few seasons since, since we've been in League Two, really. So yeah. he, he's a kind of a player that we, we have leaned on and, and maybe by reputation alone, we would be keen to see come back into the team. But I'd struggle to, to change anything too much, really. I know it's an away game, so sometimes you think maybe you go a little bit more defensive-minded. Yeah, uh, and that's what but, I was wondering. Do you think the Millwall changes were based on an away or just you'd hope more fine-tuned to who we were playing in terms of opposition, right? But if Robbins, you know, we've seen him do this now, haven't we? In in against um, Millwall, he changed, he brought Sheaf in, of course, didn't he? And yeah. um, obviously made the changes up front. But yeah, maybe, maybe you're right. He may well look to go a bit more defensive, but... Is that what you'd want to see, or do you think we should just go straight for the sort of juggler? Uh, I mean, I think one thing, obviously, we've kind of talked a lot about kind of Luton and Kenilworth Road being a difficult place to go. If he were to do it, it's probably not what I'd want to see, but I would, you know, kind of respect in terms of the fact of maybe there is a thought to, to kind of keep things tight a little bit earlier on in the game. And then, you know, I'd certainly at least like to see us push a bit more towards the latter stages if we were kind of looking to keep it tight. But yeah, I mean, if, if I'm talking about preference, I, I just think at the minute, you know, momentum counts for a lot and, and kind of the way we play and you don't want to, you don't want to mix that up too much. So I, I would just pretty much same as really keep going as, as we are and, uh, and, and not tinker too much. Okay. Well, I'm going to ask some predictions and um, not only going to ask for predictions, but Matt, I'm going to go with yours for the Cov tweet league for the Sky Blues extra results. So how do you see this one going? What's your uh, score prediction? Yeah, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go for a one-one. You know, I I do agree. I think, as I said before, I, I can see he's coming away with something. But I would say, um, you know, one-one keeps the momentum going. It's another game. You know, without a loss. Obviously, a couple of away away games in there with the with the home wins as well. So, you know, it'd be it'd be good to to just ensure we can kind of come through the game without uh, without defeat. So yeah, I'd take a one-one. I think it will be a tight game, but I can see both sides scoring. Um, so yeah, one-one for me. Great. And Ross? I agree. 1-1. One, one. Well, that was easy. <laughs> You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. The Sky Blues will then host Fulham on Saturday in the early kickoff um, on TV as well. And it's probably likely to be our toughest test so far, Matt. I think without question, you know, kind of the old stereotype on paper, but in fruition as well, it's a standout game for us. You know, going into this game, it will be the first match for us against anybody in the top eight of the of the league so while the form has been fantastic it will be kind of a real yardstick moment for us to kind of see how we are against those teams in and around us in the league and um, obviously we all know from coming down from the, the premiership last season they're not just on a on a different level to us financially pretty much the rest of the league yeah. aside from those of the teams that would have come down from from the premiership as well and the likes of harry wilson as a signing at 12 million pounds kind of highlights that as well so yeah really really tricky game for us you think kind of if you try to combine our chance with Issa 12 12 million it'd take you quite a way back into the into the past yeah it it should be a tremendous atmosphere Ross we've got to get up to the CBS and support them especially for such a big game what do you think the gate will be Um, obviously buoyed by Friday could be dependent on Wednesday's result but you wouldn't like to think so You'd, you'd like to think back on you know, with a video circulating and, and on social media from Friday, you'd like to think it would be a big crowd. Yeah, definitely. It's a Saturday, half 12 kickoff. I know it's on Sky, and yeah. but I but I think, uh, I, I, yeah, people need to get up there. Um, also, it's worth 
reminding people that it is uh, uh, Jimmy Hill Day on Saturday. Um, so anyone who buys a ticket, a pound of that will go towards the Jimmy Hill Legacy Fund. So it's worth going up there because obviously you play for Fulham, Coventry City legend, as we all know. I think, I think it, that should be a tremendous aspect to the atmosphere on Saturday as well. Um, and, you know, I've done a bit of reading about the Jimmy Hill Legacy Fund sort of charity and what they do. And it's, it's great yeah. the stuff that they do supporting people in the Coventry Warwickshire area with activities and, and all sorts of different things. So it, I, I hope people get up there that, you know, what it doesn't matter what the result is on Wednesday. We could lose on Wednesday. You know, yeah. We've lost twice this season, but when we've lost, we've played well. So that that's the, the hope that, yeah, that I, I have that yeah. we've, we've not lost and we're not. You know, I got so frustrated last year when we used to try to play for these draws and then we'd end up losing or we'd be like 2-0 down, then we'd start playing and we'd be like, well, what was the point of that? When we've lost, we've been the better team. We should never have lost to Barnsley. We had a penalty in the last minute, missed it. And then QPR should have been one or two before uh, we made those changes and they scored. So, I mean, we can we can explain both defeats and we, we know that we were just on the, the wrong side of the result. This is going to be a cracking game. Fulham aren't actually in the best of form. You know, they're, they're, yeah, they've just come down. Um, but Blackpool beat them. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it just shows the unpredictability of the championship. Yeah. So why can't we? With the support of the Sky Blue Army, yeah. I think it'll be fantastic. Um, Buzzing to have a beer with you, Dave, at the brewery beforehand. And, you know, we'll be all ready to go. Yeah, exactly. They've not won in their last three, Matt, which um, Ross highlighted there. One of those was a cup game. Tell us a little bit more about Fulham this year. And is there anyone we should be watching out for? Or probably everyone, but yeah, mainly. Yeah, I mean... Like you say, you expect big things from them coming down from the Premiership. They haven't really had the best run of it in the last five. They've, they've picked up two wins, a draw and, and a couple of defeats. Those two defeats actually, have, as Ross mentioned, one of them was to Blackpool, another one to Reading. So two sides that we've actually beaten this season, which hopefully gives us a little bit of confidence going into the game. They are the top scorers in the league. They've, they've scored 19 times already this campaign. So we will have to, you know, we we know we will get tested more than we will have done against Peterborough, certainly, and, and against pretty much every other team so far this this season, you know, sitting just one place behind us in the league at the minute in fourth spot. Obviously, standout really is going to be Mitrovic with his six goals so far this campaign, and that's not really too much of a surprise to anybody actually netted for yeah. them uh, against Bristol City. Aside from, obviously, kind of Harry Wilson, you know, coming in at that big money move, he's, he's kind of found the net three times himself. So he's um, living up to the, the transfer fee so far this this campaign for them as well. Another name for him is Fabio Carvalho, um, young English lad. And he's just turned 19, but four games so far this season, three goals. So obviously we can see with the, with the goals they've scored, you know, they, that is kind of going to be their, their big threat. They've conceded a few. They've conceded more than us, certainly, so far this campaign. So there's going to be chances at either end, but... Um, yeah, kind of, you know, some some real attacking threats for us to, to keep our eye on that. Brilliant. Another really good analysis of uh, our up-and-coming fixture for, for Fulham. What what style formation do you think Mark Robbins will, will play, Ross? You know, it's hard to, to know what will happen. Obviously, Dabo will be available, I think, won't he? So, what? yeah, it, it, it's interesting to see what he'll do. It is. Um, I think there will be changes on Wednesday. Uh, not so much form or necessarily, as you, you, you and Matt were talking about, get necessarily getting more defensive. I just think it's keeping people fresh. He highlighted, agree, yeah. we've got a quick turnover. I think that was the whole reason for the, the mill changes, keeping people happy. I think it's quite clear that Ben Sheaf and Matty Godden are probably the next two in the pecking order, you know, in terms of that first team squad. And in, it's getting into that first 11. And 
they got minutes. He brought Tyler Walker on for 20 or so minutes on Friday night. He managed to give Jody Jones some more minutes. So I think it's about trying to get as many minutes. I think, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the team that plays Fulham is the same team that played against uh, Peterborough on Friday night. But I would expect a couple of changes met possibly on Wednesday night. If that wasn't the case, I think it would exactly go same formation, two up top. Um, you know, Mitrovic is a big, big striker, as Matt mentioned. But, uh, you know, um, a good test uh, good, 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 good test. Clark Salt has been immense. Shout out to him in a couple of games. I think he's been carried and... forward well as well, hasn't he? Oh, he was in that marauding run. You know, he did was uh, was really I good. I didn't know when it was going to end. He was either going <laughs> to run. He was either going to get tired and fall over or get fouled. I think he did look tired, fair, but he managed to get a free kick, didn't he? And actually, that led to that chance where it was cleared off the line from, yeah, uh, from Victor. So. I think Mark Robbins, formation-wise, it picks itself. And and that's the great thing. You know, last year we, were, we kept persevering with the one up top, didn't we, the box. And we've only gone to the box from the start in like maybe one game. It's that Blackpool, we, and that suited. We exploited their sort of lack of bodies in midfield. But I think with Fulham, I think we're at home. We take the game to them. What we got to lose sort of thing. You know, it could be, it could well be a, a first versus second match, you know, or a second versus first sort of game come, come Saturday. Really. So that, we would uh, never have thought that at the start of the absolutely season. Absolutely never. So we've got nothing to lose in my eyes. I mean, look, look at the points we're on. We're on 19 points. I mean, it's, it's madness. When you, it, 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 took us, it took us 23 matches to get six wins last year. We've, yeah. we've played nine matches and got six already. So it's what a time. I, I think same team from Friday, but I think there potentially changes on Wednesday. Yeah, it's brilliant. And, and Matt, I'm going to take a prediction from you and then I'm going to take one from Ross, who will also have the honour of the Sky Blues Extra tweet league um prediction so matt yeah how do you see this one yeah i'm gonna back us i think we can do it i'm gonna say 2-1 wow any anyone who, anyone in particular scoring <laughs> i'd like to see wagon get another i think his yeah. performances have been you know up there and he was a big name for me kind of coming in in the summer and you always want your striker to get those goals maybe even to, to help their confidence along but i think his performances have warranted the amount of time he's, he's been in the team so i'd be you know, if I was to obviously, I want Cockers to continue along the same vein, and and obviously O'Hare as well. It'd be good to see him get a goal, as Ross mentioned earlier. But yeah, stand out for me. I reckon Wackle might might grab a goal. Brilliant, and Ross, take it away. I'm going to go with uh, the Sky Blues three, Fulham two. Wow. <laughs> what a game! I think there's goals. I think there's goals. I think there's goals. I think I think we might we may well. Yeah, because a team we've only conceded two goals at the CBS. One was a penalty. Yeah, uh, to Reading. I, I think Fulham will score. I think they've got some dangerous players. Matt perfectly highlighted that Carvalho is very, very good. Harry Wilson, almost those. So those two more than necessarily Mitrovic in terms of you know what he does. He's not the most mobile, etc. But, but I think we pop up, can. Anyone? But I, I think we've got players. I think O'Hare is the sort of game where I, I think there's goals in this game. I think it's real one to be really excited about. Well, we certainly are excited at the moment. It's uh, an absolute roller coaster ride under Mark Robbins, and it's been an incredible start to the season. That's all we've got time for this evening, chaps. Thanks ever so much for joining. And as always, listeners, do check out our partner, Shortland Horn, across their Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. And as always, if you want to get involved with anything we've discussed in the show tonight or future shows, just use the hashtag SkyBluesExtraPodcast on any of us social media channels thanks for listening to the sky blues extra podcast
paydays are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.